just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your News Radio 840 WHAS. Good Sunday morning. Bob Sekolder and the Louisville Real Estate Show with you until the top of the hour. We've got a great group of folks here to answer your questions. We're doing these still as COVID shows because we're using Zoom. So you email me with your question and then uh, we put it on the air. Bob at we sell Louisville.com. With us, Chuck Crosby. He's the owner of the Crosby Law Offices. You can reach Chuck anytime on his phone, 499-6360. They do closings wills and a wide variety of other legal mumbo jumbo is what i would call it but he does it also brad lawler owner of home team inspection service is the number one home team inspection service in the country eight years in a row and we're proud of him and his team for it you can reach brad at 844-411-team and you can reach me bob sicola anytime day or night looking to think about selling your home i will come out we'll talk in person or on the phone or via zoom uh, and we'll talk about what the process is and what uh, you need or not need to do. You can reach me anytime on your cell phone or on my cell phone at 376-5483. That's 376-5483. And if you'd like to see a rebroadcast of the show, you can go to louisvilleanswers.com. That is louisvilleanswers.com. Coming up a little later in the show, termites, do you have them? We're going to explore how to tell and where to look with Brad Lawler. Hmm. First, let's go to the questions. Now, this, Brett, Larry yeah. called me on my phone, and I love hearing from our listeners, but he wanted me to ask this question of our team. He says, is there a law in Jefferson County that requires sanitary sewer lines for a home? And I think he's including, like, septic. So I don't know why you'd build a home without some sort of sewage, but what are your thoughts? I, I don't know about a law uh, in Jefferson County. That would probably be Chuck's bailiwick there okay. um or mumbo jumbo as we called it earlier oh, but the mumbo jumbo yeah but i do know that when we do the inspection we have uh -huh. to you know we'll always know whether or not it's you know there are drains there i don't know if they're going into septic or they're going into uh, a sewer system but i know that that's one of the things i believe chuck on the disclosure yeah i think it is but the, the seller disclosure form yeah. yeah do you know if there's any um requirement to have sewers well, uh, it depends on where you're at, what the zoning is, and yeah, what the ordinances okay. say. Okay. So not every place is the same. And the sizes of the lots and how long it's been there. I mean, there's a million and different one, uh, yeah. things that go into it. Okay. All right. Uh, that was, Larry, We it's one of those really unusual questions, but I wanted to get it on because you took the time to call. So we move over to uh, Chuck Pearl has an interesting problem. Her email says that her neighbor built a fence on her property. We're getting a lot of fence questions these days. Yeah. Uh, she, Pearl says that she told her neighbor that the property was hers, Pearl's, and did not, Pearl did not give her permission to build that fence. Pearl said she's then sent an encroachment notification letter demanding the fence be removed. And then she, uh, apparently the neighbor took the, the demand letter and posted it to TikTok and did not redact the legal description of the property. So on TikTok, now people know if they know how to read a legal description, meets and bounds, where the house is. So Pearl is now frustrated and upset. What she says, what should I do? Um, move her fence. That's the quick answer. Um, the fact is, if she did not do a survey, 
to determine where the fence should go, then she's liable for the encroachment, which is what the letter says. Your, but remember, Pearl was the one saying the neighbor built the fence. On oh, I'm sorry. Property. Have I got yeah. the parties mixed? Yeah, turn right. Turn around. Oh, right. Well, if Pearl has sent out a, a letter, so Pearl sent the letter uh, of encroachment. Right. Okay. Yeah. Next thing to do is file the lawsuit. Uh, if she's not going to take the fence down, you sue her. That's it. And contact an attorney, legal. Yeah. Legal. And if it sits on her land, it's just a simple matter of here's a survey. You're in the wrong spot. Remove your fence and repair any damages. Mm -hmm. Depends on what type of fence it is. Uh, I had one deal where uh, these people, I told them, get a survey. They didn't get a survey. They put an extraordinarily large and expensive fence on the neighbor's property. And the neighbors, I guess, saw it happen and just kind of let them go so that they'd have them over a barrel. They did. They paid a fair amount of money to get an easement to allow them to uh, put the fence on that property. So that brings me to a little bit of a fence uh, apple pie diplomacy. Yeah. Does, does she get together with the neighbor, bury the hatchet, and they agree that the neighbor can keep the fence there if, they, if the neighbor pays Pearl X amount of dollars to keep the fence? You can on. do that. Yeah. You can do that. Yeah. Uh, but you yeah. want to have an easement drawn up. Okay. Uh, get it in writing. Get an easement that can be recorded. Okay. Uh, and put in the county clerk's office. That's you know kind of kind of obvious, but yeah, uh, some people just do it with a hug and a handshake, and a hug and a handshake isn't going to get it. And a kiss and a prayer. And we should point out, going to the internet to get that form probably is not going to be the best solution, right? Chuck? It's not. I have seen those, and it's they, it's horrible. Yeah. When yeah. if you just give me a call, you'll find out that it's not that expensive. No, it's not. No. He's more than reasonable, and he's a good guy as well. So we'll give you that number, Pearl, if you decide to go that way. All right, so, Brad, we're putting you on the spot, uh, but you'll appreciate this. Misty wrote in and wonders, are wood-destroying insect inspections required as part of the transaction? And we asked that in the last show, and it seems to be that it's not required, but they're usually, they're usually done. So uh, far, so good? Yeah, I, they're not required. Um, I don't know why you wouldn't do it for the uh, the very minimal cost of a, yeah. uh, you know, WDI, wood destroying insect or termite inspection. You're also looking for carpenter bees and a uh, number of other borers. But um, I will tell you, Bob, that out of all of the home team clients that we do work for, only two out of three actually do a WDI. Ooh, yeah. Really? Yeah. Yes. So Is, are, don't, are they doing them somewhere or they're just not doing them? They're just not doing them because they're saying two out of three, two out of two out of three, do them two out of three, oh, okay. do them okay. one, one out of three, uh, skip it. And I think that there's this idea that we don't have a, a termite problem in the Louisville area. Oh, uh, that's nonsense. Right, exactly. But it's 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 some it's some interesting numbers uh, when we looked at it. So yeah, it's uh, you know termites do more than six billion dollars of damage every year to uh, to structures, and we do have uh, termites uh, are very uh, prevalent across Louisville. Probably every house has one or more colonies uh, in the ground. They may not be in your house right now, but they're out there uh, just waiting, just looking for a uh, somewhere to feed. And if you're not looking for them, if you're not monitoring, then you don't know that they're in your house because you don't necessarily see them. Okay. So let's go forward with this. And there's a reason I'm asking Brad, because Brad, you now have 
a company that does this, right? Yeah, yeah. We actually started a company called Team Bugout uh, to do residential pest control. And one of the ideas was because of the problems that we have in the area with termites, uh, mice, ants, spiders, uh, really just trying to find a way to help uh, homeowners have an easier access to pest control, something that they can determine how they want it done versus kind of this scorched earth, let's just blast everything, kill yeah. everything off uh, approach. We, we take more of an educated approach, work with the homeowner to determine how they want to do uh, the treatments. Uh, there are less toxic uh, treatments that are available, and that's really why we've uh, done what we've done with uh, what, Team what's the fo- What's the phone number? Just to It's 502. It's 357-7700. Uh, you can find us at teambugout.com. Okay. Now, the other part of this question from Misty is what's involved in an ins- a termite inspection? Yeah. And then the- how do you, how can someone tell if they have termites? Okay. So great question. Uh, what we're doing with, uh, with termite inspections is we are one, we're, we're licensed to do this. So not, you, you gotta be licensed in Kentucky and in Indiana to do a termite inspection. Uh-huh. So that's, we'll start there, but, uh, we are actually probing wood. Uh, we are tapping on wood. We're listening for the telltale signs of hollow wood. Uh, termites actually eat the soft part of the wood out. So when you run into a, a wooden, um, member that has been, uh, termite infested, you don't always see it, but you can hear the uh, uh, hollow sound. Um, in our area, you're looking for mud tubes. So if on the outside of your house, uh, you're seeing these little you know, straight line tubes uh, that run up. That's where the termites are moving from the house to the ground mm. uh, where they're finding the uh, the water, but they they move through those tunnels. Uh, other things you're looking for is f- what they call frass. It's the little little like dust that appears. You might see a little tiny hole in a, uh, in a painted surface where the termites have actually come through. Uh, and you but you'll see this dust um, on the ground. That's that's another telltale sign. So Chuck and I are just curious as we wrap this up on termites. When your termite people are inspecting for termites, mm-hmm. are they wearing stethoscopes? <laughs> my, and white mine, lab coats? My, no, mine mine aren't. Mine are armed with with long screwdrivers and using okay. them like a, like a drumstick, looking for hollow sounds and places that are uh are soft it was yeah. just a vision it's just yeah, yeah. I, you know <laughs> might try that i mean i, I don't, I don't know yeah. that i need a i don't know that i need a gimmick but maybe, maybe no white we'll coat a yeah, white, white coat, coat in the stethoscope. Stethoscope. okay yeah. okay powell uh chuck owns a home that's on the market and had a showing uh and he said he came home to find broken formal there's a place setter is guess what he's saying a formal dining room play place setter on the floor so powell's wondering how to proceed uh he doesn't want to make a big thing out of it but does uh does Powell get in contact with the owner, the the broker, the agent, the buyer? What what you suggest on this? A little vague on the uh, parties there again. So Powell owns a home. It's on the market. He owns the home. Okay. Owns the home. Comes home. This place setter is on the floor in pieces. What's a place setter? Oh, so you don't know? Really? No. Really? Well, this is mark this day in history, ladies and gentlemen, because this is one time. That we found something that Chuck doesn't know. Well, you go ask Sherry what up. No, it's place center is a formal fancy plate that's put down before you put a dining table type of plate oh. on top of it. Or, oh, or like a char- fancy char- restaurants where you have a, yeah, a charger. A charger. A char- a char- I call okay. it a charger. Place center. Okay. Yeah. So okay. So maybe you don't And that's on the floor on it, broken. Yeah, it's on and he board, thinks yeah. that one of the people that went through looking yeah, at the house yeah, knocked exactly. it over. Yeah, yeah, I'd get in touch with the agent and say, "Hey, your people broke something. They really probably ought to make it good." 
um, the dollar amount is, uh, you know, going to come into play. Yeah. Uh, but it's like anything else. If I break something of yours, I've damaged you. I'm liable for it. The question is, is it worth your while to come after me? Yeah. But a, a but simple usually, call. If, I, yeah. if I'm in your house and I break something, um, you call me up and say, hey, Chuck, sorry, you broke something. I'm going to pull out my wallet. Yeah. I mean, and most people would. Uh, you would hope. Uh, in, yeah. in this case, uh, Powell, what I would tell you is call your agent. The Your agent's going to call the, the uh, buyer's agent and say, hey, here's here's the situation. And even the buyer's yeah. agent could come out of pocket to reimburse uh, you for the play, uh, place setter or whatever you want to call it, right? That thing that now Chuck knows. All right. We're uh, going to uh, take a break. And when we come back, more of your questions. We do have a slew of these things coming in. Uh, we thank, of course, and they will continue to stay. Chuck Crosby, Crosby Law Offices, 499-6360. They do closings, wills, and a variety of other things. Brad Lawler, owner of Home Team Inspection Service. They come in as a team. They do a great job. And they give you a beautiful typewritten picture embedded report that will be easy to understand that's probably the most important thing 844-411-TEAM if you're thinking about selling your home i am here to help you let you know the market is hot red hot and it's not like it was a year ago so for buyers for the most part you put your home on the market you maybe get one or two offers in the first week or so though i had uh seven plus offers and 72 showings in 24 hours this past two weeks ago but just telling you, it's there. So call me. We'll come out free. No obligation. We'll talk. 376-5483. We're back in a moment on News Radio 840 WHAS. I'm Chuck Crosby, a real estate attorney here in Louisville with Crosby Law Offices. I've been practicing real estate law, fixing problems, and helping people for over 22 years. So if you're a buyer looking for advice, information, or professional closing services, call me. If you're a property owner, real estate professional, you have a problem, you just can't fix it, call me. If you're a landlord and you're having problems with your tenants, call me. Again, I'm Chuck Crosby with Crosby Law Offices. You can reach me at 499-6360. This has been a paid advertisement. Hi, I'm Brad Lawler with Home Team Inspection Service, Kentuckiana's largest inspection company and the number one home team inspection service in the nation. Our unique team approach makes us fast. Multiple inspectors means efficiency. Our teams of dedicated professionals, including many veterans, are trusted. We perform thousands of home inspections in Louisville and Southern Indiana each year. We're accurate. The team approach means multiple sets of eyes and overlapping duties. Fast, trusted, accurate. That's your home team advantage. Shopping for a home? The place to start is REMAX Properties East. Experienced, caring, top-producing agents who service all of Louisville and surrounding areas. On your computer or on your smartphone, head to homesinlouisville.com and sign into one of the most advanced home search sites in the country. That's homesinlouisville.com. Residential or commercial real estate, let the award-winning agents at REMAX Properties East help. Take the first step in your house hunting journey. Visit homesinlouisville.com or call 425-6000 today. People often think that real estate agents market and sell the same way, but they don't. I'm Barbara Corcoran, and I've worked with the best agents throughout the country. Having a local real estate agent who offers great marketing and options to fit your needs is smart. In Louisville, the agents I trust and you should hire are Bob and Greg Sokola. If I were selling in Louisville, Bob and Greg would be my guys. You deserve the best there is. Bob and Greg, go to WeSellLouisville.com. 
News Radio 840 WHAS, Bob Sekoler, the Louisville Real Estate Show. We're here with you till the top of the hour. Continuing with us, Chuck Crosby, who owns the Crosby Law Offices. They do a great job for getting your home closed at the closing table. And I will tell you, Chuck is extremely entertaining and just an, a super nice guy. And you might even learn about cooking recipes while you're there. Uh, you can reach Chuck at 499-6360. Brad Lawler, another super nice guy. Home Team Inspection Service. They come in as a team. You can reach Brad and his team at 844-411-TEAM. And if you're thinking of uh, selling or buying, we've got a team of 12 hungry agents looking to help you to, to find the home. But I'm here to help you find a way to sell your home at a price and time that uh, you agree to. And it's not as hard as it is, you might think. You can reach me free, obligate, no obligation, free, come out, we'll talk, or in person, 376-5483. If you want to see what some of the reviews are on myself and the team, go to uh, louisvillezillow.com or louisvillegoogle.com. All right. Back to the questions. Uh, let's go to Brad uh, and Chuck. This is for both of you. Nancy is writing, and this is rather um, important. It's happening more and more often. We've touched on this in the past. Nancy's running in. She has a balcony issue. So she's got a condo with balconies, and the building has apparently had some deferred maintenance. Inspectors have found the structural issues with the balconies that need to be addressed and repaired to and be removed, possibly. So they're either going to try to repair or remove to uh, to the entire building. I guess there's about 30 or so uh, condo mm -hmm. owners. Uh, so, Brad, first, how safe is Nancy and uh, the other owners in this case with potential problems? Is there this indicative of a bigger problem with the whole building? Well, I, I don't. Certainly, balconies can be a uh, problematic. I mean, there's some signs uh, of you know cracks and and you know wood rot and and other things that go on in these things. I mean, I think my my best advice is would be to stay off the balcony until you know an engineer says that it's it's safe to use. Um, because they're, they're, it's we we know you know the, the challenges uh, that balconies have been on some of these buildings that just have had a lot of deferred maintenance. And and Chuck, we'll coming to you in a second. The question though is, if they remove the balconies, if they decide to, what are they doing with the sliding glass doors yeah. that would lead oh, yeah, to the balcony? You know, yeah. I imagine they, they turn that into a large window. Windows, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, and I think that's, that's the, the close. That's yeah. the fix. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, All that's right, so, the only way to handle it. So, but, Chuck, yeah, uh, Chuck, let me ask follow because there's more. Nancy's owned the uh, condo eight or so years. Could the previous owner have known about the issues before selling? And she's wondering if she can prove that. Of course, that's the big if. Yeah. Does she have any recourse against the previous owner? Um, a quick answer probably not. Yeah. Uh, you would because you would have to prove that it it had existed prior to the sale that they knew or should have known about it, yeah. and that they acted to your detriment. And then you've got you know depending on the time frame, statutes of limitation. But but statutes of limitation start running when you knew or should have known that that the issue arose. But the fact of the matter is probably not after all this time. Did she know about it a year into it? Well, if she didn't know, how would they have known? Yeah. Um, I don't know that I would know uh what that looks like uh so what's reasonable i guess yeah. um so probably not okay and brad back to you for a moment if um they're going to do repairs apparently because i got a lot more information i just kind of edited this apparently there have been at least one contractor that they tried to bring out to get an estimate and the guy said i'm not getting involved in this one so they're trying to find apparently they may have two others so mm -hmm. and chuck and brad we're looking at a 
pretty decent size assessment to all the condo owners yep. to repair, right? It's going to be spread out yeah. among the 30 or so. So right. get ready for that. That's coming your way. All right. So let's move on. Uh, Tony selling uh, and uh, planning to put her home on the market in the beginning of uh, next year. And she's writing in in her email. She says, she, oh, she's going to plan to use me because she listens to the show. Well, thank you, Tony. Um, she's wondering, besides the standard stuff, uh, making sure the light bulbs work, carpets are cleaned, what are some of the other things that she should start working on in preparation of the sale for her home? And Brad, she's specifically asking you, um, can she, can, does an eight, does a home inspector come out and do a walkthrough? Um, or you'd really do a pre-inspection and I, yeah. I would certainly go out there. Yeah. She's asking if right. I would come out. Yes. I do that for a lot of our clients. Right. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, Bob, you 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 text me pictures all the time from potential listings saying, yeah, "Hey, is this yeah. a is this a problem? Is that a problem?" Yeah. So, I mean, I think certainly getting the real estate pro in there to kind of help walk you through it. You know, you guys, I know you have a checklist for you know what sellers should do uh, to get a property ready. But you know, a lot of times, particularly in these estate type sales, or mom and dad have moved somewhere else, and now the kids are dealing with the house yeah. selling, where they just don't know the problems. A pre-listing inspection by a home inspector is probably going to be the, the most cost-effective way of doing it because then you can protect the equity in your house. You can, you know, you can control which contractors and trades people come in, make the repairs. You can, you know, uh, you know, more easily, you know, even those things that a that a handyman can come in and take care of. And then, yeah, I mean, I know that you know the question always comes up. Well, but you know that has to be disclosed, right? Well. Yeah. Okay. But you've yeah. repaired the problems, you know, you got the receipts, you've, you've taken care of the issue. So it really does help someone selling a home by doing that pre-listing just to kind of protect the equity. I understand the market is changing. It's not what it's been the last couple of years. You're probably not going to get a whole bunch of, you know, all of these crazy high multiple offers on every house. So yeah, things have changed. And I think the pre-listing inspection, you know, is going to kind of help you, you know, pre present your house in the best possible light to the uh, buyers coming in. And, and yeah. we should point out, yeah, from, yeah. I was going to say, from my viewpoint, um, if you find that uh, there is something that should have been disclosed that wasn't, uh, the argument of, well, I willfully looked the, the other way so that I could say I didn't know isn't a real winner. We talked to Brad, brought up the pictures that we communicate back and forth. Two weeks ago, I sent him a picture <laughs> of the dreaded federal pacific panel we haven't had a question on it recently no it, and and that one was absolutely beautiful bob i mean that was one of the most pristine stab lock panels i've seen in a long time the orange tags were nice and bright shiny mm -hmm. clean panel but i i i you send me some interesting things i mean electrical yeah. you know yeah. junction boxes and bathtubs and you know lots of things that are that are out there that you know people are you know just wanting to make sure they're doing the right things there's a question on the file i'm going to bring to the front in a couple of shows here about federal pacific and mm -hmm. why is it so bad? So we'll, yeah. we'll talk about that. Okay. Chuck, over to you. This one, this is a tough one, sir. I will uh, let you know in up front. Annette is an agent in town, and, and she's the one who wrote this to us. She received a love letter on one of the properties that she had listed, in, which included a picture of the family. She thought that the National Association of Realtors had put a stop to sending love letters, and especially pictures in those love letters, and she sent it on to the seller, her clients. She's wondering, did she break any regulations when she forwarded the love letter and the picture to the sellers? I don't really keep track of what uh, uh, the NAR yeah. says you should or shouldn't do. Uh, I don't think she broke any Kentucky law. 
whether or not there's an ethics law or an ethics regulation yeah. uh, with the variety of different organizations to which she may belong is a whole other ball of wax. Um, but there's no law in Kentucky that says you can't pass that on. And so if you're wondering about what a love letter is, so it's where the buyer writes a letter to the seller explaining how much he or she or they as a couple love the house that the seller is selling. Uh, it's meant to sway the heart of the seller. And then some put a picture in the past. I've also seen videos and it's the belief of some realtors and maybe the National Association of Realtors that is discriminatory because it allows the right. seller to see things and hear and read about the buyer that may give the buyer an unequaled uh, leg up on anybody else. So it's been a big issue, and it continues to be a big issue, and we'll we'll delve into it further. I'll try to get something from um, the higher ups here at Remax Properties East as to what the positions are. But this is a this is one of the controversies that we deal with, and here it happened before, uh, and maybe it's starting to come back again. Just so all my fellow agents know that it's out there. Uh, so Brad, the um, the one of the things that I'm constantly looking for are problems letters from clients um with animals mm -hmm. uh from our social media account we heard roman says it was out for a walk and i realize you're not an animal expert on what he's about to ask but i maybe you have it maybe chuck you do he says he thinks he saw a coyote at uh the crescent hill golf course and i don't mean a radio dj coyote i mean the the actual coyote animal and he says, how prevalent do we know how prevalent they are? How dangerous are they? They uh, they can be dangerous to small animals, right? Yeah, I, as far as are they prevalent? I know they're out in my neck of the woods. Um, out oh, really? East. Oh, yeah. Man, uh, they're, they're we out have here. some in our neck of the woods. Yeah. So, I mean, I know they're out. And, you know, you any of us who look at the next door app, I mean, you know, you're people posting pictures all the time of coyotes that they caught on their camera or, you know, people warning about little dogs that are, that are getting attacked. I think they're pretty solitary as far as, I mean, I think they're going to leave you alone, but if they find a little animal out there, a little pet, you know, cat or small dog, I mean, they're predators. So, I mean, I think yeah. that they're, they're yeah. going to be, you know, looking at that. I don't know of, you know, you hear people, you know, talking about foxes that, you know, they're out, um, you know, in the daytime and, you know, concerned about them and some, you know, appearing to be more aggressive than others. But I heard hawks are also out there. Are we... Oh, hawks are, oh, hawks yeah. are hawks everywhere. everywhere. Oh, yeah. They're, yeah, they're yeah, we've all got a place. We've got two of them that generally hang out above our house. Yeah. And uh, every now and again, they'll come swooping down at me and the dog when we're taking our morning walk. Really? And it's a little, you know, it, it's a little eerie to see something that big come swooping in your in your direction. But with coyotes, we had uh, some at uh, our association um, and people were freaking out. Oh, they're dangerous. They're going to eat me. And it's like, no, they generally stay to themselves. You're supposed to have your dogs on a leash anyhow. You know, so just, you know, don't let your little bitty dogs go running around. But we were also having a mole problem. Oh, yeah, and I have one too. One of on the, the things. Yeah. Yeah. One thing that the coyotes eat are moles. Oh, oh, yes. Yes. Hey. They'll, dig them. They'll dig them out of the ground. It's the circle of life. It is. It is. It is. Ah. So, all right. So that that does. So yeah, we 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 think that do coyotes eat moles as well? Mm -hmm. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Coyotes coyotes I'm thinking, I'm thinking hawks. Do 
foxes do. Well, I don't. A hawk wouldn't be able to get into the ground. but, yeah, but, hawks don't get but coyotes, okay. coyotes, coyotes, and coyotes, fox will dig them out. No, I, I thought we were yeah. talking about hawks. Okay. Yeah. So just real no. quickly as we end the show. So uh, last six months, moles front and backyard. Mm -hmm. And guess what? My two German shepherds brought me as a gift. Yes. And Excellent. So when, when they're when they're I don't think they were maybe they were dead, but do they they play dead? Do, does a mole play dead like they're not moving anywhere? Or? No. Also, maybe they no, were dead. But maybe, but your yeah. your dogs probably Had shocked them into yeah, 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 yeah. room temperature. Yeah. yeah, they go here, Dad. Right. Look what we found. <laughs> yeah, well, we, we had uh, we had the uh, former uh, head coach of the Louisville softball team over for dinner. Yeah. Uh, she's my sister in law, and uh, our cat brought a cardinal in the house for her oh that's great <laughs> did you have place setters on the table uh, yeah we had chargers bob we chargers. had chargers, chargers. Car cardinal red chargers <laughs> all right folks we are out of time my thanks for the witty banter with chuck crosby the crosby law offices he does closings wills a variety of things if he doesn't do it he knows who does you can reach chuck anytime at 499-6360 just a great guy brad lawler owner of home team inspection service they come out as a team They're the top home team inspection service in the country eight years are in a row and i'm telling you they're tops in my book here in louisville 844-411-team if you're looking to sell i'm here for you uh, day or night uh, whether it's now or in the future if you've got questions uh, I'm here to help. You can reach me at free at no obligation to get you answers, I'm telling you. 376-5483. 376-5483. They say when you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. And that's exactly what we do here with our team. We're out of time. See you next Sunday on News Radio 840 WHAS.